What is happening? Welcome to episode 231 of your favorite podcast, The Great Eye Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of insulin sensitivity. And man, there's a ton of information in this podcast you guys are going to be able to take, apply right away, and make yourself healthier and a better bodybuilder right now. I cannot wait to chat with you guys about it. As always, Great Eye Podcast brought to you by Revive Summons, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Head to the YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. I would appreciate it a ton. Share us with whoever needs us. This one is needed. So share this one. I'll see you inside. All right, guys, let's talk about insulin sensitivity and maintaining or improving insulin sensitivity with our diet, supplementation, nutrients. It's This is something you've probably heard a million times, so many times. Poor insulin sensitivity is associated with straightforward being too fat. Great insulin sensitivity you are going to have if you're in a positive body composition. The better your insulin sensitivity is, the better you utilize nutrients, the better you sleep, the better your mental cognition, the better your libido, the better you recover from exercise, the better your digestion is working. Literally, the better insulin sensitivity you have, the better bodybuilder you can be, the more healthy human you can be. Insulin sensitivity exists along a continuum where it's inversely related to body fat with the worst scenarios manifesting an increase in abdominal fat. And the associated symptoms are like cardiovascular disease, hypertension, uh, dyslipidemia, things of the like. So when you see someone who has like an excess amount of belly fat, they're very insulin insensitive and they're very much so at risk for a lot of things and they probably have a lot of things going on. Carbohydrate consumption per se does not seem to cause an overt insulin insensitivity, but if you're eating a high-carbohydrate diet, insulin sensitivity is improved by eating low-glycemic index foods. So the exception here as far as carbohydrate intake is fructose. So if we're eating a lot of carbohydrates, we want them to be more low glycemic. So not all calories are created equal. If you have 600 carbs a day and you get, you know, 400 of them from like crappy sugar sources and things of the like, you're going to become insulin resistant. If you're getting them all from very wholesome food intake, then you are going to likely still be insulin sensitive as long as your body fat levels are in check. We just need to honestly eliminate processed food as much as possible. High fructose corn syrup actually is a large contributor to this. It's also possible that if you're someone struggling with only enjoying processed foods, if you replace those carbohydrates with unsaturated fat, that can improve your insulin sensitivity as well. Now, Eating regular, frequent meals does favor insulin sensitivity. Now, this is high-quality, wholesome food meals. But four or five you know, meals a day is a really solid place to be for insulin. Two or three means that we're having two or three huge meal intakes, and we're going to have large blood glucose spikes. Pancreas is going to have to work really hard because your gut has to work really hard. So when your gut has to work really hard, your pancreas releases more insulin than need be, and therefore becomes more insulin resistant because you're taking in such a bolus of nutrients all in one. Now, simply overeating is not going to cause an insulin to become resistant. It's not like one large carb meal puts you into fat accumulation mode. But 
when glycogen levels are full and fat accumulation, de novo lipogenesis, starts in just a couple days and fat cells begin upregulating their enzymatic capacity for fat stores, your body can make an unlimited amount of fat cells. Adipocytes. That's where adipose cells go to be formed into adipose tissue. Probiotic supplementation, adequate fiber intake, they both can improve insulin sensitivity generally. I don't use the fiber part much in this just because I find more often than not that a lower fiber approach is better for bodybuilding. But I do use the probiotic side of this, and I have seen great benefit just because simply if your gut flora is healthier, this is why metformin works so well as well, berberine works so well. If your gut flora is healthier, you are going to be more insulin sensitive because your gut is simply working better because you have a, more, a healthier microbiome, so you, it manifests into a leaner physique. The healthier your microbiome is, the less fat stores you're going to have. So... The point here is that excess carbohydrate on a regular basis can inhibit fat oxidation, thus shift fat balance and causing body fat gain, right? So saturated fat specifically has been associated with insulin resistance. We should keep this in context, though, because the insulin sensitizing effect of exercise is so great that even with large amount of dietary fat, it doesn't impair glycogen resynthesis following, like, just following post-exercise consumption. Metabolic flexibility. So if you have greater metabolic flexibility, it means that we're going to have a tendency to oxidize rather than store fuel. The greater your metabolic flexibility, the more insulin sensitive you are. They go hand in hand. They're directly correlated. Although we don't really understand how they're so intertwined, but Greater insulin sensitivity is going to favor less storage and more oxidation of fat, which again translates into a leaner physique. Now, in well-designed studies, it's clear that obese individuals with impaired insulin sensitivity do best on a fat loss diet geared towards increasing insulin sensitivity. So we don't just want to throw them in a calorie deficit and increase activity. We want to have high protein intake, low GI carbohydrates, high fiber intake, probiotics. We want to fix their gut health first. We get them insulin sensitive because they're having a high insulin response, which is indicative of poor insulin sensitivity. We get them insulin sensitive and they're going to lose more body fat just as a side effect of simply getting healthier. When you're following a low glycemic load diet, it can prevent fat regain after dieting down, and loss of insulin sensitivity predicts weight gain. And one study found that the typical weight gain and ballooning of the waistline of modern living is related to loss of insulin sensitivity, but that a higher fat, lower, lower carb diet slows this creeping obesity and uncouples it from insulin sensitivity. So if you're obese, if you're super overweight, you can become more insulin sensitive, like anybody can, by simply following a higher fat, lower carb diet. And it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? It's like, what do you mean? Like high fat? Like they are fat. No, we're, 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 we're not focusing on the body fat. We're focusing on reshifting their gut biome. We're focusing on forcing them to be more insulin sensitive. 
just by simply doing those two things on a higher fat, lower carb diet is going to have a great effect on them. So how does this relate to what we're doing? Well, if you keep your gut health in check in an all-season phase and a reverse phase, if you keep low glycemic carbohydrates as the main source of your fuel, you can eat high fat and not gain fat because your body's going to oxidize rather than store. Now, insulin resistance from a physiological perspective, it's actually a cellular strategy for preventing oxidative damage to cells. So essentially, this is where alpha-lipolic acid came into play and antioxidants come into play with fat loss. That was actually introduced to help prevent the oxidative damage to cells. So if we are taking a supplement that prevents oxidative damage to cells, your body does not have to overcompensate for it and it can focus on staying insulin sensitive as possible because your cells are protected. So this is why alpha-lipolic acid could be something very good to supplement with um, to essentially like undo insulin sensitivity or prevent insulin resistance, or sorry, undo insulin resistance or prevent insulin resistance. Um, and I would, you know, I would recommend um, that if you're someone who needs to drop some body fat, you got a little too fat in the all season, I would honestly recommend metformin, berberine, and alpha-lipolic acid altogether as they're all going to help with the insulin sensitivity a ton. Now, why does insulin sensitivity matter to bodybuilders? Because muscle mass can only be gained at a certain rate depending on the individual, whereas body fat storage is a much easier endeavor. So when you're lean during like a contest prep or the post-contest period or beginning of an all-season, it's very easy to gain body fat. So nail your freaking reverse. And that's where people set themselves up for extreme insulin resistance because it happens so fast. Insulin is extremely important for positive protein balance and hypertrophy in muscle in particular when it comes to limiting protein breakdown and even when promoting protein synthesis, insulin is very, very, very important. So maintaining insulin sensitivity while gaining muscle mass is clearly in our best interest. The more insulin sensitive you are, the more your body is going to shift nutrients towards muscle building, the more it's going to oxidize anything that you might overeat. Exercise, obviously extreme resistance exercise, increases this. Because muscular contraction have an insulin-like effect. So after resistance exercise, there's like a simultaneous increase in myofibrillar protein synthesis and responsiveness to the protein synthetic effect of incoming essential amino acids. This is why EAs are so important during training, before training, honestly, after training too. So maintaining insulin action in skeletal muscle through resistance training it's important for maintaining positive protein balance in this tissue that we work so hard to gain. Loss of insulin sensitivity is characterized by elevated muscle triglycerides, impaired effect of insulin on skeletal blood flow, which is vital for myofibular protein synthesis. A variety of molecular, molecular mechanisms impair glucose metabolism, impair glycogen storage in skeletal muscle. Some suggest that skeletal muscle insulin resistance is the primary defect in type 2 diabetes, actually. So imagine when you go off the rails with an all-season or you blow the reverse. You're eating much more than the food necessary to make consistent gains in muscle. 
You've adopted a power shoving strategy. You're you're just pounding food, trying to grow. You're opting for meals laden with saturated fat, eating too many desserts with high fructose corn syrup. You're chronically elevating insulin and blood fatty acid. Not to mention you're filling liver glycogen. You're driving accumulation of intramyocellular fat stores, losing sensitivity in the muscle. You're pounding on all these carbs because you think I'm not growing, but none of it's going to muscles. <laughs> your, your muscle cells become insulin resistant. You can't get a pump in the gym. You're doing everything right. No, you're too fat. So don't blow your reverse. Don't get too fat. We have to stay lean. A bodybuilding all season should always have lines. Like my goal this all season is have glute lines this entire time. Insulin has a huge effect on renal sodium handling, so you're going to retain more water than usual. It's going to obscure your muscularity. It's going to elevate your blood pressure. It's more than just water retention. You'll just gain body fat over time too. Like You have to nail your reserve, your reverse. When we get to this point, not all hope is lost, but we really have to reverse this thing, get back into a a, a dieting situation. And this is where that research on obesity comes into play. We've essentially forced ourselves into a mild type two diabetic response within how our body's handling the energy you're taking in. We need to train, we need to do cardio, but we need to flip our diet around. All low GI carbs, I would highly recommend the low carb approach a high unsaturated fat approach, a high protein approach, the metformin berberine ALA, I highly, highly recommend. Get your sleep in check. Drop growth hormone, drop PEDs, and get your insulin sensitivity back on track. You will then drop body fat. If you are too fat, your gut is going to be out of whack. The way you're handling and responding to energy is going to be out of whack. You're not getting pumps in the gym. You're not growing. Insulin sensitivity, I will put out on a limb, it's the number one driver of health and progress within a bodybuilder's off-season and on-season phase. That should be your number one. If it's, if it's, if it's broken, you need to fix it right away. Because you're driving yourself to a type 2 diabetic spot and your body absolutely hates it. Episode 231, I'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.